0: What's up, y'all? My name is Ian Edwards, and welcome to the Soccer Comic Rant. This podcast is available at allthingscomedy.com, Punch Drunk Sports, World Football Daily, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can get at me on Twitter at Ian Edwards Comic, and I've seen some of your tweets out there. Thank you for the people that like the podcast. I appreciate it. Keep listening and spread it around. Uh, this is the Premier League Week 2. The 2017 2018 season, and a lot of people, a lot of players are getting sent off during games. Uh, last week, there were like one or two, and I know the season just started, but for me, I've never seen in my memory this many people sent off at the beginning of this season. So I, I could be wrong, but this is this sticks out for me. So I know last week during the Newcastle game. They lost some. Last week also, Chelsea lost two players in one game. This week, uh, Artanovic got sent off, which he deserved that. And, uh, well, last week, not West Ham, Newcastle. They lost. They lost the guy. And uh, this week, Artanovic got sent off. So did uh, Canoe and Walker. So cards are coming out. They're coming out more than once. You know, they 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 they're dismissal cards and they're being displayed. So, all right. Let's go back. Let's go back to the first game of the week. First game of the week. I you know I'm going to sound like a homer. I'm going to sound like a homer. But the first game of the week is Manu versus Swansea. And uh I love this game because of the score, and I'm a Man U fan, and we won, and uh, we beat Swansea 4 nothing, the same score that we had last week, and uh, this game, I don't think we looked as crisp as we did last week, but we got the result, and this game could have been completely different because in the opening of the game... Uh, Swansea hit the post within the first minute. I think it was Ayu. And he really fooled the gear. The gear went for a cross and left the goal open. And it could have really made him a really good goalkeeper look terrible. And then later on, a few seconds later, we hit the post, their post. So that all happened within a minute. But then, you know. I want to talk about players in the game. And so I know Pogba scored this week. But there's something. He only gets credit when he scores or when he gives assists. But there's something we need to credit this guy for. And I was saying it last week. And I've been saying it since last season. This guy is all over the field. Like defensively, he's all over the field. Like, he has the defensive gene. Like, the, he doesn't... Some players, you have to beg them and talk to them over and over and over. Hey, don't forget to defend. But this guy's defensive gene might actually be hurting his offensive de- gene because if he stayed forward more, he could probably score way more. But when you watch the game, I want you to track Pogba when you see him play. And see how much back he is. Sometimes, like he just shows up in the back. Like, man, I thought you was just forward. How the fuck did you end up back here? Like, saving a goal, or not even saving a goal, but breaking up a pass. Like he he's good in spaces where his team doesn't have the ball, and he gets that shit. Like even the goal that he scored, he robbed that from the middle of the field, gave it to Mkhitaryan, then kept running, and Got a pass from Mkhitaryan and put the chipped it over the goalkeeper and put it in the back of the net. Like, this guy is, is defending as well as attacking. And the times when he doesn't score, I want people to remember that this guy defends. You know? And, and people never give you credit when you don't score. But he saved or stopped a lot of opportunities from other teams and kept Manu in games just being defensively conscious and always, like, going back. Like, even I, it annoys me how much he goes back sometimes because I think he should just be forward, especially when they put Fellaini in and Fellaini goes forward and you have a, a talented person like Pogba back. But the beauty is, of him is he doesn't mind it. Like, he likes defending and he likes attacking. Like, he doesn't mind doing both. So we, we got to give Pogba, like, this is a extra, this is bonus shit, you know, When a guy like that goes back, that's some bonus shit. And I saw Mourinho talk after the game. And uh, he's talking about letting the wild horses just run free. And he's talking about confidence. His team is very confident now. Yeah, yes, you're confident. Because your team didn't have a Lukaku last year. And your team, you had Mkhitaryan, but you didn't start him. So, Yeah. They're more confident now because you have Mkhitaryan, you have Matic. Some guy comes in right before the season starts and he has two Premier League titles and he walks right into your holding midfield position and he's 28 and he's younger than Carrick and you you know, you've seen this guy play, you've played against him, you saw him win two titles. Yeah, your team is going to be more confident. And speaking of confident, the ultimate in confidence is... I have to credit Man U for something. And it's the way they've treated two players. And two of the players, like, I would like to see more teams do this. Uh, Last year, when Rooney wasn't that good, and even though Man U wanted to finish in the top four, they risked finishing in the top four by starting Rooney sometimes or putting him in games, even though he wasn't in good form. Because... They wanted him to beat Sababi's goal-scoring record. And, and that's a classy way for a team to treat someone. And then Ibrahimovic got injured last year, and they didn't just do away with him and get rid of him. He's most likely this week going to sign a contract and be back on the team. And even though he's not young, He's in his thirties, and this is when players an injury like that should normally just end somebody. But this guy's so confident, and also, man, you like they're being human beings over there, and they're like, "Hey, man, we appreciate what you did for us last year, and we believe in you. We'll bring you back. Yeah, might as well have a backup Zlatan. Like it can't hurt you. You know, you know, he can do things in games. So, so I I, I just like that." Uh, Mikatarian has four assists, and uh, that's pretty good. I don't know why Mourinho didn't start him last year. He didn't play a lot of premiership games, but with this attractive attacking offense that we got, he fits in. Like sometimes in the middle of the game, you'll lose him. You don't see him doing anything, but then he'll get some assists. He's got, I think, two a game. So far. He assisted Lukaku this game and Pogba. And uh, Lukaku, god damn. I mean, I didn't think, I didn't trust him on a big team. So he's proven me wrong. We spent the money. And I hope I stay wrong on this. Like, I don't want to be right about Lukaku when he's in a, a Man U shirt, you know. I'd rather be wrong and this dude be amazing and he scores goals and we win games. And uh, just even going back to Pogba's goal, the class of it, how he chipped it over the goalkeeper, the calm, coolness, you know, quality, man. We got quality out there. So this is why we're going to get goals this year because of our quality. Like, Mkhitaryan feels like a new premiership player for us because he didn't start that much last year. He didn't play that much. But now... He's out there. You're like, it feels like a new dude. So, we got Matic, Mkhitaryan, Pogba more comfortable in his role. And we have Lukaku up front. Rashford is a year older and maturer. And he runs at defenses and terrorizes them. And then three quarters of the way through the the game, they'll be like, all right, man, enough terrorizing. Let's put on somebody who can terrorize you just as much, but now he's fresh off the bench and he can terrorize you with the same amount of speed, but he's fresher than you because Rashford just ran all through you. And now we can switch it to Martial. And Martial got another goal this week, and I'm glad he's scoring, and I'm glad we kept him, and I'm glad he did what he did against Real Madrid in the preseason to prove that we should have kept him. That, that moment alone might have been the thing that saved us Martial. Like, like I do feel like he was close to being sold. And there's rumors of him being sold last year, and I never wanted him to be sold. I'm like, he puts his head down, he doesn't look for his teammates all the time, and he dribbles, but he has an ability there, and he's young, but if he can get mature with that ability, you don't want to sell a guy to another team and have to face him. So, yeah, Marshall, two goals in two games, coming on as a sub, that's pretty dope. Uh, Swansea, you sold your best player, Sigerson. So I, I don't know how you expect me to feel about you. Like, I, I knew you wouldn't be as strong as last season. Uh, you have one of the RU brothers over there. But you let in four goals, bro. Let in four goals, Swansea. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Uh, Fabianski, are you? Fur. some decent players, but not of the quality. You know, last year, Manu wasn't that much better than you. But this year, yeah. And I like how you guys booed every time Rashford touched, touched the ball. Your memory, you guys don't forget things, Swansea don't forget things. remember a penalty dive that Rashford did last year and got a goal from you guys, so they were mad as hell. Every time he touched the ball, they booed. But yeah, good game, man, you. Like, you, for the money we've spent over the last two years, you couldn't really expect better scores than what we have right now. Two 4-0 wins at the beginning of the season. It's a long season. I'm not saying they're going to win the title. I think Man, who's kind of like an injury or two away from the title being in jeopardy. Like, what if Pogba gets injured? You know, or oh, Matich has to be out for a few games. Like, do we have the backups and the reserves to fill in for these guys? We had a lot of injuries last year. We had a ton of them. So, I don't. I don't want us to buy. But I'm. I'm sure one of those kids that came in. To the game for the last two games of the season last year could step up and play. Like, I don't think we have to buy a personage. I don't think we have to do that. But uh, good game, Manu. And good game, Swansea, for letting four Manu goals in. Uh, West Ham versus Southampton. Now, this is where one of the sending-offs I was talking about occurred. And uh, this game had everything. Score was 3-2 Southampton. And uh, Gabardini scores first. Puts the ball in the back of the net. Same type of goal that uh, somebody else scored a goal similar to this, to Gabardini's goal. I think it was Hesse. Yeah, it's funny, it's the same kind of colors. Hesse for Stoke, scored the same type of goal that Gabardini scored. And uh, he got a pass, same type of pass that Barry Hino gave to Hesse. And uh, in, the, in, the, in the Stoke game, it's the same type of goal Southampton scored. Now, the sending off was with Artanovic. He got elbowed for sure. He did, uh, he did get elbowed for sure. And the ref didn't call anything. But right after he got up, he ran down the field, saw the first guy in red and white stripes, and uh, hit him with his six foot four, six foot five elbow in the face, right in front of the referee. I mean, and then acted surprise when the whistle got blown. Like, dude, who didn't see that? Like, I would never rob a bank with you. You are the worst criminal ever. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dog? So then immediately, West Ham goes down a man in a game that they're down one. Then they give up a penalty. Then they go down two. But then, then some things start happening. And uh, they have a guy named Chicharito, and he, he can run on to the end of rebounds and put the ball in the back of the net. So Chicharito evened the game at 2-2. Even a game at 2-2 with two scrap-style Chicharito goals. Where... uh, uh, Like, I've never believed in Chicharito's control of the ball. Like, even when he was at Real Madrid, you know, they'd pass a ball to him, and he wouldn't control it close enough to him, and show too much of it to the defender, and the defender would get it, and get it away from him. But if you shoot the ball, if you're a teammate and you hit the post, or if you take a shot and make the goalkeeper have to save it and not be able to hold on to it, Chitorito will run on to that shit. He don't fuck around. That's the scrap man right there. You know what I'm saying? He recycles goal chances. That motherfucker will put them in the back of the net. And then... uh, So the game's 2-2, and then heartbreakingly, Southampton gets a penalty when Zamaletta beaten in the air, shoves the Southampton player in the back. Uh, Proving why uh, Pep got rid of him at Man City. He doesn't want that type of defending on his team. He's got enough problems defending. You can't keep a Zamaleta around, sell him to some fools who thinks he's a good defender. I always liked him as a player. thought he was a good defender, but he might have lost a step and it looked like it on that penalty that he gave away and uh, gave away the penalty Southampton converted it it was in the closing minutes of the game Southampton 3 West Ham 2 heartbreaking loss you know, for a team to be down a man score two goals even it up it would have been a great story for them to walk out of there with a one point. But last minute of the game, man, they got sawed up. Somebody somebody got to them in the middle of the field in between two defenders. It was a foul. And after that, a penalty. And uh, Southampton did their thing. Next game, Bournemouth versus Watford. Bournemouth 0 Watford 2. Which is, and I'm disappointed in Bournemouth. I like what they did last season. Like, I normally watch the teams or the games with the top of the top five, top six. And Bournemouth wasn't in the top five, top six. But they played well enough for me to say, I need to watch this team more. And uh, I know it's just the beginning of the season, but Two losses to teams they could have beat. It's tough. They have no points in two games. No points out of six. Bournemouth. This ain't great. I, I, and I'm not sure I agree with your off-season moves either. Not sure. There's something different about this team. I, I don't think they really started the season yet. They're kind of like standing there and kind of watching. Like, oh, oh we're in the Premiership. We, we've been in there two years in a row now, so we'll just stay in there. No team, these teams ain't going to let you just stay in the Premiership. You guys better start moving out there and playing some football. Stop watching, or else you're going to end up back in the championship. And Watford is surprising me, because they're coming out strong last week. They tied 3-3 with Liverpool in the exciting match. And uh, now they got three points from Watford. So Marco Silva doing his thing. Somebody has to get this team together because uh, Pule couldn't do it. The vampire. And it was a great effort on the on the on the on the first goal. And Capoue's goal was incredible too. Great volley. So some people have been practicing. Like on the first goal, there was a cross and both players reach for the ball. And the defender stops the first attempt but lays down on his back with his hands up. I don't know why. And just watches the Watford scorer make a second attempt on the ball while he's on the ground. And as the ball's going on in the net, the defender still has his arms up. I don't know why. Like... Second effort is everything in this league. It means it's a huge difference. Huge difference. Second effort. It's a, it's the, the playing over till the ref blows a whistle. So I, I don't know what that defender was. I would like to talk to him. So he might still have his hands up if I wanted to talk to him. Like, I, I think he was trying to prove that he wasn't hand, there was no handball. But that doesn't mean the game stops. You can still use your feet, which is what the goal scorer did. So Bournemouth, I'm disappointed in you. Step up your game. Get this shit together. You're, you're one of the teams I like watching. I like your style. I like the coach. Uh, yeah. The premiership actually gets tougher the longer you stay in it. It doesn't get easier. I know you came up two years ago, and you survived. And last year you did good. And then now you're like, shit. It feels like you feel like it's easy now. And it's not. Focus. Focus or you'll be out. Another game. Just looking at the list. Crystal Palace, Liverpool. And I said this last week that Barca is focusing on buying Coutinho. But Liverpool might be lucky. Liverpool might not be selling their best player. Their best player is playing for them right now, and his name is Mane, and he scored last week, he scored this week, scored the winner this week. This guy's relentless. He just keeps moving. He's like, it's... It's... He got robot parts. This motherfucker just keeps running and trying and running. And uh, it, he's perfect for a Klopp team because Klopp, Klopp likes to press. He wants keeps his players moving and Mane keeps it moving, baby. He just rolls. He just churns and he rolls. And he scores, too. He has finishing. He's... he's he, you could see his desire in the style of his play. And I like players like that. And like, you could see his effort and his desire. And he plays like he has a new lease on life. Like, like, he's enjoying himself, man. And somebody enjoying himself could be infectious. So, and that's another thing, just going back to Man U, I like, there's something different about them this year. It's not just the confidence, but I think they like each other more. They loved each other last year. They won some things, but this year, I can, I can sense team unity coming through the TV more. And they're all happy when the other person scores. Like, like, Papa was elated when Lukaku scored l- last weekend, on weekend one, because he knows as a he he knows about the price tag. He talked him into coming there, and he knows if he scores. The, the pressure it is to be bought for a lot of money and needing to score. And then, Marshall is French, Pogba's French, they play on the French international team, so when Marshall scores, Pogba wants Marshall to stay on his team, he looks like he has a lot of genuine love for him, so when he scores, they run over to each other and they hug each other. Like, they're all new, they're all in this together. Around the same time, they've all joined in this thing, this party. So... Yeah, they're there. But going back to Liverpool-Crystal Palace game, Liverpool won, Crystal Palace zero, Mane won in the 73rd minute, put the ball in the back of the net, scrap, scrap goal, which he started moving around, ball came off his guy, off the defender, but Mane just kept moving, boom, gets the ball, pokes it in the back of the net, past the defender, and uh, Crystal Palace is devastated. And Ben Tacky plays with Crystal Palace, tried to score against his old Liverpool team. He's done it before, but not this time. You're not going to make Klopp regret selling you in this game. And he didn't. And uh, Crystal Palace, I think, is a better team than they were last year. So they should be fine. They're a better team than they were last year because some of the players that they've added. And I like, you have to be smart. You, they, they're they smart to get Ruben Loftus' cheek. Midfielder, plays all over the place. Chelsea guy. A guy, Chelsea needs a midfielders, And they sold this one. Doesn't make any sense. But uh, he's on loan at Crystal Palace. I don't know how long the loan is for. But lost the cheek. Very good player, man. Aged 21 years old, tall, runs, works. He almost had an assist to Bentacchi. Did all the work, takes a long ball, controls it, puts it down. He has a great touch. Took it all the way down to the line. Got around the guy on the corner and crossed it in. Bentaki overcooked it over the bar. But yeah. And one of my favorite guys is on this team, too. An ex manu guy, also on loan, Fasu Mensah. Love Fasu Mensa. He played a bunch of different positions. He's only 19 years old, and uh, he's on loan. So Manu loaned him to Crystal Palace. And uh, if you, there's, there's a, there's a Fasu Mensah defensive highlight package of some of the defensive work that he did in this game. And uh, I think, so he could play back, he could play central defender, or he could play midfielder. But this guy's going to be something. He's only 19, only 19. So I'm glad he's just on loan. Because this will save us some money, too. We don't, if as a Manu fan, later on when we need defense, even though we got a bunch of them, we won't have to. We won't have to go buying one. We got this guy, or you could put him in the midfield. Next year we got some injuries, but uh, yeah. Rosomanto, is so on Crystal Palace. Doing his thing, so he's getting he's getting a run. And who else? Crystal Palace has Van Anhalt, like him, young player. Andros Townsend eh, he's... Andrews Townsend and Punchin are like two decent players who could be better if they thought more, if they used their head a little bit more. They have some ability, but they're not always... I don't, I don't know what they have to do to get to the next level, but they're definitely not at the next level. And Like, they're Crystal Palace players. You know? They're Crystal Palace players. for sure. Like, I get it. I get why they're there. Then, uh, another game. Another game, uh, Brighton versus Leicester. And, uh, I knew Brighton was gonna get more of what they got last week. And, uh, cause this Leicester team, they're not gonna win the championship, but they play with more championship zest and style at the beginning of this season than they did for most of last season. Like, they came out the gate. They almost beat Arsenal. That was a great match, opening match of the season, 4-3. Like, only a team that wants to attack more could beat them. And, uh, yeah, Leicester, Leicester came out the gate. And uh, Mares, even though he's up for sale, is playing like he's not up for sale. Or he's trying to, like, he's, Lester wants more money for him, and he's playing to help Lester get more money for him. Like, he went through, like, three defenders for the first goal, took the shot, ball came off the keeper, and Okazaki put the ball in the net. But just him gliding through defenders, just gliding, just effortlessly. Just turn, turn, turn. Peace. I'm out defender. That's old school Maras' It's championship mare's. And uh him balling. It's definitely helping him out. So the team looks like him, Vardy, Okazaki, like, you know, attacking wise. Even even this other effort that was Okazaki missed. It's just effort, man. They're just there's more grit to them. There's Shakespeare. I don't know what type of words he's using, but they're inspiring this team. And they're trying to score. And then their new defender, Maguire scored. He's I call him Young Hoof. He's just he, if he didn't play soccer, he'd be fat, he'd be a big fat giant. But because he plays soccer and burns some calories, he's not. But Young Hoof out there scored on the corner, on the cross, put the ball in the back of the net. And uh, Leicester City, two, Brighton, welcome. Welcome to the premiership, none. And I think Brighton played Man City last week. <laughs> I'm just watching a video of the, the Brighton's uh, chairman or owner, like, rubbing his eyes as he's watching his team getting beat and his son of asleep on his lap. <laughs> but yeah, man. I think uh, Leicester's back to their almost back to their always. I don't I don't think they've finished top five, but should we be surprised if they pull something off? But they they they're going for it. They're going for it. You know. You're giving the they so far they've given the teams that they shouldn't beat a tough race or a tough fight and they've beaten a the team that they should beat, and that's what you gotta do at least. Then there's West Brom versus Burnley. And uh, this is the robson Cano game. Sending off. This is sending off. Now, Burnley won last week. But they did not win. They beat... Chelsea last week I think when Chelsea got two men sent off they won 3-2 and then they're up against West Brom and nah they lose to West Brom so West Brom has two wins out of two they got six points and in this game against Burnley they went at it now let's go to the sending off like Cano was a substitute, came on, probably like around a late 60s, 70s, 70, 70 something minute. Goes on the field, scores a goal, then go, later on elbows a defender in the face, and is given his walking papers, and uh, which is hilarious because it's it's as if he's saying, "Hey man, I." I don't play whole games. You know what I'm saying? I come on the field when my team needs me. And then I score. And then I get out. That's what I do. You want me to play the whole game? I ain't got time for playing a whole game. I I got time to do what you pay me to do, which is come on, score, win the game, and then elbow somebody in the face, and then get out the game. I mean, did you see the goal I scored? I took on like two defenders and put it put it past the goalkeeper on the near post. And then I ran and celebrated and I got tired and then it was time to just elbow somebody and get out the game. I can rest up for next week. I don't have time for this shit. Now, I don't think his elbow was as savage as Artanovich's. Like, part of how his elbow looked bad. So Robson Cano's elbow looks bad based on the angle that you look at it. You know? I think Artanovich's elbow looks bad no matter what angle you you look at it. I I think Robson was going for the ball. He put his elbow out because he figured the defender is going to jump with his elbow too. But also the defender headed the ball in the direction of the elbow. So I think that's what really makes it look bad. But Despite his sending off, West Brom, hold on, because they're good at defending. They're good at defending. They they can defend well when they don't have a lead. So imagine when they do have a lead, they're going to fucking defend. That's what Pulis Pulis does, defend well. Next game, Arsenal versus Stoke. And uh, the season's not going to be easy, man, for anybody. Arsenal has a few things not going for them. First, Sanchez is injured, and he wants to be sold. Ozil kind of wants to be out. Oxlant-Chamberlain hasn't signed a new contract and wants to be out, from what I hear. Chelsea trying to get him. And a problem is Chelsea wants Sanchez too. So not only are you going to lose guys, but they're going to come back to haunt you. So Arsenal's in a very tough position. There's a, a money amount that Arsenal will sell Sanchez for because if they don't sell him now and he doesn't sign a contract, then they won't get any money for him next year. He'll be free. So it's like, do you force him to play for you this year? And then lose the chance of making seventy million pounds or euros off him this year, because you know he wants to go anyway, and you're basically kidnapping a guy by not selling him if he wants to leave and making him play for you. You're it's kind of forcing him, so they're in a they're in a tough position. And and if the the team that offers you the most money is one of your competitors, what do you do, man? What do you do? And he's your best player. And Oxford chamberlain is fitting into your new defensive system with five defenders, and uh, he wants to be out. He's starting on a consistent basis, and he wants to be out. And Arsenal has to sell some people anyway, but those are not the people that they want to sell. They have a glut of like midfielders that they need to get rid of. But those aren't the ones that want to go. So uh, in this game, Stoke versus Arsenal, sometimes bad things happen to you when you're a team, and sometimes bad things happen to you that make you better. You know, like I remember when Drew Bledsoe was playing for the Patriots, and uh, he got injured. So then they had to start Tom Brady. And then they went on a string of wins, and Bledsoe got better. And they was like, nah, man, we're going to stay with Brady. And he kept on playing. And uh, the rest is history. And Bledsoe had to leave and go somewhere else. Now, this is not similar like that. But this just for this game, Shakiri for Stoke was playing, and he was on a break with Hesse, and uh, he's running, and he pulled a groin, a calf, or a hamstring muscle, one of those, and then he got taken out of the game, so Shakiri's a starter, but you have a Barahini on the bench, and you put Barahini in the, in the game, and I think Barahini has more des- desire, and is probably going to end up being a better player than Shakiri and, uh, they put Barrino in the game, and uh, he his pass was a direct result of the stoke goal. He passed the ball to hesse Hesse put it in the back of the net, and uh that's the goal that was like gabardini's goal you know one touch to the far corner goalkeeper's guarding in the near corner because they' want to get embarrassed over there you look le- it's less embarrassing to let a goal in the far corner and uh if it's like if it's like a well placed golf shot. Goalkeepers can't save that. So, went to the far post, put the ball in the back of the net. Stoke go up one. And Arsenal, I've seen some funny captions like, who cares about possession? Because Arsenal had the ball for most of the game. A typical Arsenal-style game. But they could not put the ball in the back of the net. And I think Arsenal is, this is the thing with Arsenal, they're well coached but their quality of player is low. Like, and it's not super low. It's just lower than it was when they had Thierry Henry and the Invincibles. When they had, they've just had better teams, better quality players. When you had Pires and Bergkamp, you don't have these finishers there. And then Carzola's out. Sanchez wants to bounce and he's not playing right now. So some of your best players are not out there. Like, Sanchez could have probably broke Stoke down and gotten a goal back or two or helped to have gotten a goal back or two. But he's not there. And so you got Welbeck out there running who doesn't have a lot of quality, you know, like finesse quality. He just doesn't have enough to when sometimes you're just really desperate and you just need a goal. And Giroud was subbed in, but he wasn't able to do his, I'm going to come in and score a goal at the end of the game like he did last week. So that didn't work. And then there's a question where they say, Welbeck should have gotten a penalty at the end of the game. Nah, you shouldn't have got a penalty. That wasn't a penalty. But the Lacazette goal. Definitely was a goal. They showed a replay where he might have been off by the bottom of his studs, the bottom of his boots. Which, how the fuck did the ref see that? So, in every game, you're gonna there's gonna be some calls that determine the game. And like I said, put the ball in the back of the net. He's a new signing, he scored last week, but. Kind of got robbed this week. And I don't think the Bellerin, no penalty call, I think that was accurate too. I think Bellerin came around the outside of the defender and dived onto that ball to get it away from the defender. So he basically was heading down and into the goalkeeper, into the defender. So that wasn't a penalty. And I don't think, like I said before, The Welbeck non-penalty was a penalty either. It should have stayed a non-penalty, but I do think the Lacazette goal should have stood, and it didn't. And Mark Hughes gets out of there, gets a point off Arsenal. And uh, I'm glad to see Berahino in the game, doing something positive. And uh, I don't know how long she carries out, but keep starting, keep starting that kid, man. I think he'll do more than Shakiri, and, and then sometimes you can sub Shakiri in. Like, I shit on Stoke last week, but I actually, in retrospect, they are better than they were last season. And they got Fletcher, too. And I like Fletcher. And Fletcher looked good in this game. So, yeah, Stoke Stokes, Stokes should be all right. Better than I assessed him last week. No. May maybe I'm saying it because they won, but I'm not saying it just because they won. I'm I'm looking at the players on the field and their depth. And uh they could do some things. So that's Stoke and Arsenal. Let me see who else. So then there's Huddersfield, Newcastle. And guess who's having a fun time in the Premiership? Huddersfield. Two games, two wins, six points. And they're having an easier time in the Premiership than they had in the championships. <laughs> but nah, they, they won their first two games. And this week they beat Newcastle 1-0. And uh, welcome back to the Premiership, Benitez. Two losses. Last week... One of your players cost you the game, got a red card. And then this week, you got beat by a team that you finished ahead of them in the championship. And you both came up. But uh, I, I, I don't know what this Huddersfield coach has that you don't have right now, Benitez. But his dudes are playing ball. And they're enjoying the premiership. So you better ask him what type of formula conversation he's using and see if you can pour your players a glass. Cause you guys are out there like defeating yourselves. Especially last week. So this week you have a no result. And you had one really good try, and the Huddersfield goalkeeper. Made an amazing save. Usually, you can't save the ball from that angle. It's just good positioning. Like Richie almost got that ball in the corner, the goalkeeper saved it with the tip of his gloves. But Huddersfield, man, like I don't know what you're gonna do with the rest of the season. Sometimes teams come up from the championship and they start off hot and then they fizzle out, you know. But at least you got. You need, they say you need 40 points to stay in the premiership. Huddersfield, in two games, has six of that 40. Now, it's a long way to go to 34 more points, but you got six of them. So it's very positive. So keep it up, Huddersfield. And Moy, good goal, well-worked through the Newcastle defense, ping-pong style, 1-2, one, 1-2, two, one, two. well-placed in the far corner. That's the corner that Richie from the Newcastle tried to beat the Huddersfield goalkeeper at, and he got saved, but it wasn't the same result for uh, the Newcastle goalkeeper. Could not stop that. So Huddersfield moving in the right direction. And the biggest game of the weekend was Chelsea versus Tottenham. Chelsea 2, Tottenham 1. Game played at Wembley. And everybody's saying that uh, Wembley is a bad place for Tottenham to play and keep as their home team, as their home ground, because... They haven't had a lot of positive results there. And uh, I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon. I think they'll get used to Wembley. And yes, they did lose the game, but you lost to the champs. Like this was a more of a must-win game for Chelsea than it was for Spurs, even though it's the beginning of the season. Like Spurs won last week. Chelsea got embarrassed. They got two red cards, and they got embarrassed in in the whole, in the, the first game of the season. Like they got shocked off the field. So, yeah. And now you're up against the the team you barely beat for the championship for for the for the Premier League title. So yeah. This is like you have to really put it down. And Chelsea, Chelsea, they won. They won to the point where they scored. The score was 2-1, and they scored all three goals. They scored all three goals. Uh, Spurs' goal was courtesy of Boshuai. And Boshuai's best friend right now is Marcus Alonso, because Marcus Alonso scored the opening goal on a free kick for Chelsea and scored the winning goal on a on a pretty good defensive play from David Luiz getting the ball back after penalty appeals by a teammate in the box who lost the ball. And then the ball came back out, but David Luiz got the ball, and I think he's the one that passed it to uh, Marcus Alonso. Marcus Alonso uses unorthodox left foot to put the ball in the back of the net. on the the, the near side of the goalkeeper. Uh, Goalkeeper, Hugo Lloris, should have probably used his legs to save that ball. But it's easy for me to say in retrospect. Like, he's a tall guy, and to have to get down to the ground to save a ball like that, that's so close to you. it's, It's tough. It's tough. When you're nine stories tall, and somebody takes a shot on the ground right next to your feet to get down on the ground and stop the ball with your body. It's tougher than it sounds. So next time, you do, some, do some saving with your legs in, in practice. But Marcus Alonso had a fucking amazing game. Two goals. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy Chelsea... I'm Chelsea. Lost last week, so I don't mind him winning this week. And I'm glad Spurs took a an L. And so both teams are on three points after two games, which gives Manu more room to breathe on the table, even though it's early. And Spurs kind of dominated game possession-wise too. Like Spurs is really an animal. So here's the thing I want to say about these two teams. Like So Spurs didn't do a lot of activity in the transfer window. And I don't think they really need to. I might have said they should have last week, but if they can continue to bring players through and the players that they have brought through so far show up the way they've been showing up, then you don't need anything in the transfer window. You don't have to spend big. They came second last year, and their team has chemistry. They know what to do. They play with each other like they kind of really handled Chelsea the champions the the team that was undeniably the best team in the league last year and they outpossessed them and they pressured them and i know chelsea had their chances but i don't know like even this loss to me shows me how strong spurs is as a team and they can, they're dangerous like they're determined they play well together they got their shit all figured out you know pretty much like some teams will like buy 3 4 new players and and get rid of some people like they lost Kyle Walker but they replaced him with a guy who's played in that position last season and then when that guy's injured they have other guys it's like Tottenham is like the home of the, the right and left back. Like They're a right and left back farm. Oh, we lost a right back or left back? Let's just grow one off a tree. One is mouthing off in the press and wants to leave. Just pick another right back off the field or left back off the field. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going. We'll survive. I mean, they'll survive for as long as they can hold on to their players. Because some people want to get paid more, and will want to leave. But so, so this year to me is Tottenham's last hurrah, basically with this team. So we have to see them make it through this transfer window that's about to close, and the next one that opens back up in the latter part of the season. See how they make it through that to see how good they're going to be. Because some people want out, and they just bought a defender. I don't know how good this guy is. We'll see. They spent a lot of money for him. you know. It, it, it's funny. They spent probably the same amount for Jansen, but they bought Jansen to score goals. But at least when you spend this amount of money on a defender when he doesn't score goals, nobody can say, hey, man, we wasted money. And uh, so Chelsea versus Tottenham, Chelsea 2, Tottenham 1, and uh, Tottenham loses at Wembley again, but again, they were playing the champs, they kind of outplayed the champs, they just couldn't get the ball in the back of the net, and uh, so I'm not calling this thing a curse at Wembley yet, I'm sure they'll, they'll get used to it and win some games, this team is a team. They were a team last year and their team this year. And so the last game of the week was Man City versus Everton, which was played yesterday. And uh surprising game. And again, sending offs. Now as far as the sending off of Kyle Walker, the first card that he got, even though I, he didn't connect, foot was high, bro. Studs were showing all of them. It's like a spotlight was on them, showing like all eight studs standing out and what they could have done to damage the guy. So I get that one. But the second one, Kyle Walker should still be on the field. That's what I'm saying. When you think about both those offenses, should probably still be on the field. So, Yeah, I, I don't think it was that bad. But besides that, Everton striked when they needed to strike. And uh, they, got their, they got their, you know, they got their goal. They got their fucking goal. And some Everton has this new guy named Rooney. I wonder if Man U should buy him because he scored two goals in two games in a row. So this young kid, I think Mourinho should look into him and try to buy him. I wonder where they got this Rooney from. But, uh, yeah, he took his chance. Wayne Rooney took his chance, put the ball in the back of the Man City net, and uh, Man City went down one man and one goal. Then uh, Man City made some changes. They put Sterling on the field. And Sterling took, took three shots on goal to get one, in, one of them in goal. And it was funny because the shots that he'd missed earlier, the commentator was like, yeah, he, Sterling's good, but he just needs to work on his finishing. And, in between that sentence and the end of the game, he had worked on his on his uh on his uh finishing also Snydlin got sent off in this game too in a, in in the in a man city everton game, so they both teams ended the game with ten men. I don't think Snyidland's sending off was legit either. It was his second yellow, but he got the ball first. And then he caught him with his back foot a little bit. But that, it's not a yellow. It's not a yellow. It's not a yellow at all. But I'm glad, again, that Man City dropped points because they're one of the danger teams in the league. They're going to be in the running for winning the title. And I just, so let's see the teams that dropped points. Man, the top teams, teams that finished, amongst the top five, six last year. Arsenal's dropped points. Spurs has dropped points. Chelsea's dropped points. Man City's dropped points. Liverpool has dropped points. So, yeah, those are good things. Without us playing them, they've dropped points. And if we can make them drop points, then even better. Because that's double the amount of drop points when we take it from them. But for real, Mourinho, you should look into this Rooney kid. I heard he's good. Watch the Everton tape. He scored two weeks in a row. Good for you, Rooney. Out there, old man scoring. Getting the ball in the back of the net and whatnot. Doing your thing. Glad you're enjoying your return to Everton. Happy for you. Keep scoring. You're a man, you legend. And you scoring for Everton against Man City is a goal for us. Another odd thing about the Man City-Everton game is that there was two goals by two English scorers. Sterling scored one, and I'm happy Sterling scored because he doesn't start. I don't think he started a game this season, but he's coming and he's been effective. And he came in this week and he scored. And uh, I think he replaced De Jesus, Or oh, De Jesus got subbed out after, yeah, he came in at the beginning of the first, of the second half. He came in the beginning of the second half to replace De Jesus. I guess because we lost the defender, not we, Man City lost the defender, and also Sterling can come back and defend more than a De Jesus will come back and defend. And Sterling used to kind of be a back too. that went to a midfielder to like an attacking midfielder. So he can, uh, I guess that was a good call. So yeah. I'm not going to go through the tables yet. It's too early in the season. I know Manu's at the top of it, but I'm going to have faith that they're going to remain at the top of the table for a lot of the season. And so I'll get an opportunity to do the table with Man United at the top of the table. Now, I'm going to check out the games that are coming up next week, Ken. So these are the games. Games start on Saturday. There's no Friday game this time. So the games... On Saturday, uh, Bournemouth versus Man City. Now, that is crazy. So Bournemouth versus Man City. That means Bournemouth has the opportunity to play three games and get no points. Because Man City is definitely going to want to step up their game since they dropped points last week. They're going to try to get all of them. They know the deal. They're being coached by Pep. He's going to try to get all the points. And then Bournemouth, poor Bournemouth, already lost two games. To start the season with three losses, that's going to be tough. So Man City is going to win or at least tie. And Bournemouth is going to luckily tie or organically just lose, because they're not as good as Man City. still think Man City has defensive problems because their defenders attack too much. So it doesn't... And You're buying two attacking defenders does not solve your defensive problem. So, yeah, they look better than the defenders that they had last year, but it's just marginally better based on what those two defenders that you bought do. So that's why I don't I believe in their midfield. I believe in their attack. But somewhere defensively, along the road, Man City can be exploited. But not by Bournemouth, though. Not by Bournemouth. Not the way they're playing now. But Bournemouth, you're in danger of losing three games to start your premiership season. Go to some games. The biggest... I'm going to skip down. I'm going to go to Man United versus Leicester. Leicester's going to be... Man United's biggest test for the season so far. Because like I said, Leicester is playing like two years ago Leicester. I don't think they're going to win the title, but they're they're eager. They'll get at you, and they're tenacious. And uh, we've had trouble with Leicester before, but not with this team that we have now. And uh, so we'll see. We'll see. It's going to be an exciting game. But I think, man, you will pull it off for playing at home, and like these are the games you you, you have to and should win if you're going to be champion. So, yeah, I got to put put the win on them. And Sunday, uh, Chelsea versus Everton. So Everton has another tough game. This time against Chelsea. Chelsea won last week, and they're at home. They could beat at Everton. They handled Everton. Effortlessly last season in the last game that they played. So I I think, I don't think the changes, like now Sigurdsson came in in that game against uh, Man City. He might start this weekend, but I don't think he's enough to change what Chelsea does to people. If Chelsea didn't lose to Spurs and Spurs are a much stronger team than Everton, I'm going to put my money on Chelsea. And then Arsenal has like another tough road ahead of them. So they just lost to Stoke. And now this week they're playing somebody they can lose to. And that's Liverpool. So that's a tough game. Arsenal, Liverpool's big game for the weekend. So I don't even know. Well, Liverpool hasn't lost yet. They've shown determination and guile, and they figured out a way. I like Salah for Liverpool. Last week, I was like, eh, not so keen on him. But uh, I've liked what what I've seen him do in the game last week. But I still think he has some finishing questions. But you know, if you know, he can help Liverpool. He can help them stomach the loss of a continuo or continuo, so we'll see. And Arsenal, like, I, I'm really beginning to see what they are, unless they change my mind again, but Arsenal's just kind of lame. Like, they play good team ball, but something's wrong with their finishing. Right now, Liverpool has more finishing than Arsenal. And Liverpool's playing at home. Man, what if Liverpool beats Arsenal and Wenger has two losses in three games at the beginning of the season? And he doesn't have a Sanchez. Sanchez wants out. oxlade Chamberlain wants out. Ozo kind of wants out. Like, the, here's the thing before, players wanted to play for Wenger, right? Now, the players want out. That means they don't believe in Wenger. Like, as much... Like, the players want, want out as much as the fans want Wenger out. So, and that's the issue at Arsenal. Like, even if they win this game, Wenger's in trouble. Because the players, some of his best players want out. And that's never really happened before. And he's trying to keep them, but normally Wenger, he has to win the title for fans to be happy. And even if he won the title, fans will still want him out. They they still not they still are not sure about him and still think he's done as a coach. And then now his players want out, and if he loses those players, he's definitely not winning the title. I, I, I think I don't even. Yeah, this is just tough for Wenger. It's tough. Unless you can use the money and buy some shit that we haven't seen before and put it on the field and let it play for you better than Sanchez and Ozil and oxlade chamberlain But, yeah. So, win or lose, Arsenal loses this game against Liverpool. Spurs-Burnley. I think Spurs is like steaming hot. They're back at Wembley Stadium. And uh, even though Burnley beat Chelsea opening of the season, I don't think they can beat Spurs. Spurs is just well-organized. Well-organized, well-coached. So I think they'll win that. Spurs. Spurs. And then uh, what else do I want to talk about? I want to talk a little about Barca. There's rumors that, uh, you know, Man City might buy Messi, activate his 300 million, I don't know if it's pounds or euro clause. And uh, I think Messi is no longer confident. Like, Messi's a winner. That's what's been driving him all these years. Like, you think, it, it, it takes more than just being a great player to be a great player. Like, it's like Kobe. I remember when Kobe had won three titles with the Lakers, and then he ran Shaq out of town. And then the Lakers weren't going to do anything in the offseason to upgrade the team and make them better, like a year or two maybe after Shaq left. And then Kobe won it out. He wanted out. He's like, I'm not going to stick around in some town where we're not going to win. I I don't care if I score 80 points a night. I want the opportunity to win the title. Like, that's what made his desire in combination with his skill level. Because his desire is just a a genetic thing that's in a winner like these guys. They want to win. And Messi's looking at the situation at Barca, and he's like, our midfield is a sham. It's in shambles. We got this new coach. I don't know this guy. I've won more than him, and he's been in football longer than me. And uh, I don't think we, we... And somebody else said this, like, they sold Neymar and bought Paulinho. I mean... It's a different position, and for different reasons. It's probably a good backup for Busquets. But if you just say it like that and look at it on paper, doesn't look good. and doesn't sound good. So, and Messi's like, we got midfielders we bought two seasons ago. And they're like, eh. And I, I just don't think... He's looking at every Messi's there. He can see everything. And he's calculating. And he'll stay. He hasn't signed his new contract. They've worked out a deal, but he hasn't signed his new contract. So I think this is when he'll sign his new contract. He'll sign his new contract if they can sign Dembele or Mbappe and get Coutinho. So if they can get two out of those three, he'll stay. Because he'll be like, okay, we can win. But it's tough to to lose a Neymar... Watch Neymar go to PSG and see PSG win their league. You can't even win your league, and then PSG now has a chance to get Mbappe and win the whole fucking Champions League. And then this guy who used to play under you has a chance to has a chance to win Ballon, Ballon d'Or, and you don't want that. Not until your prime is done. And you've played with this kid, Neymar, you see the potential he has. So you're sitting there like, I've given Barca a lot. Do I leave? They're going to be mad at me, but I'm living this life for me. And I could go to Man City or somewhere and win. So Barca's in a tough situation. It's funny, man. Five years ago, you wouldn't have seen this. Four years ago, three years ago, maybe. You know? But uh, Neymar bouncing has really ticked the scales in Barca. You know, Messi being too good for Neymar to stick around. Because Neymar's a leader and he wants his. You know? He wants it all to be on him. And last weekend for PSG, I think he had two goals and two assists. So... And one of the, it's funny because one of his assists was up cross and uh, their left back for PSG there's a scissors kick in the air, put the ball in the, in the net and then Neymar's like, that's a cute goal, man. But look at this goal that I'm going to score after so that nobody's talking about that goal or that assist I gave you for that goal. Uh, but Going back to the Barca, they did win this weekend, and uh, also in the La Liga, Madrid won this weekend. Bale put one in the net, and uh, I think Madrid won two nothing. I think that's what the score was. But this is a lot of interesting off-field. Things happening. Like the almost closing of this transfer window is attention grabbing. It's a lot of shit going on. It's a lot of shit going on. All right. I forgot to mention our sponsor in the beginning of the podcast is uh, onthevolleyapparel.com. Go there, use the code soccerant. Get 20% off. And I should check that to make sure that is what the deal is. Because Sometimes I say things wrong. So Let me just pop back into the history of what our conversations were. Just to make sure I'm giving you the right promo code. I want to give you a promo code that makes them charge you more. And you're like, what the fuck? There's an added 80% So I'm going to look this thing up. Also, hope you guys had a good week. Enjoyed the football. So here it is. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. The promo code is... Go to onthevolleyapparel.com. Go there. They have a lot of stuff. They got tanks. They got t-shirts. They got hoodies. And they can outfit your team. If you have a, like a a club team that you play on for the weekend and you guys need shit to wear, they have that. They also, uh, MLS players wear their stuff. It's a good website. It's a, you know, good guy with vision. Started the company. Like his attitude. And what he's about. So uh, check it out. And uh, the code is Rant, So Rant is good. Go there. Hit them up. 20% off all orders. And uh, so I'm back in L.A. I'll be here for this week. On the weekend, I think I'm out of town with Rogan. We're going to do some shows. Go to my website. You'll see some dates on there for some shows. And uh, also, my album, 100% Half-Assed, is available at my website. I had a fun time in Australia uh, at the Comedy Store. I had a good time in Sydney just going around. I'd just jump on the bus and go places. I had no idea where I was going. And I saw some stuff that was just new for me. And it's just great to go to another country and just not sit around and wait for a ride. Just say, fuck it. Especially when they have a good transportation system. One time I took the bus out to, I took the train into Sydney, then took another train two hours to some place I just heard about called Katoomba. And I went up to the Blue Mountains and I saw the Three Sisters and I should have went there earlier. I got there like three, which is around shutting down time. So I only had like two hours to see a few things, but there's waterfalls, there's hikes. I actually should have just spent the night and then went back at it at the morning, but if you ever get a chance to go to Sydney, definitely go to the Blue Mountains, not just the opera house and uh but I had a wonderful time homie Jack at the store, Liz, and uh, just a bunch of like great comics there's some really good comics in uh in uh in Australia period they take it seriously and they have a good system they have a good farm system like if you're uh if you're Premiership team, the way Australian comedy brings through its youth, their farm system is amazing. And you can make some money and you can grow when you're just 18, 19, whatever years old. And come through. And, you know, come up. So, good for them. And uh, what else do I have to say? Uh, get at me on Twitter, at comic. And uh, hope you enjoy the podcast. Keep listening. Subscribe on SoundCloud. And leave a review on iTunes. And uh, thank you for the guy who hooked me up with the volume thing. The levelator. I've been trying to get the levelator. But I tried one, I tried one time. Excuse me. And it didn't work. So I got to try it again. I don't want to give you guys a podcast with low volume. And also... When I was in Australia, uh, I was having trouble seeing the game. So I went to casino one time. I saw a game, a bunch of games there. That was exciting. That was a fun night, going to the casino. But a guy, really cool, a listener, gave me a code to... Site, and hooked me up with an account at his site, so I could watch some of the games. So I saw the Arsenal game on your site, and I saw most of the menu game from the site. So I really appreciate it. I want to give you a shout out because my memory is shitty. Oh, let me go. Oh, let me go in here. What am I doing? I know where to find it. Joshua. Mikowski, thank you. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, good looking out Sent setting me up with sports opus so I could, you know, log in and see the games and do the podcast, man. I really appreciate it. Good looking the fuck out. And if you're ever in town or I'm in your town, let me know, bro. All right? Appreciate it. All right, love y'all. Let's spread love. And... uh Talk to y'all next week. This has been fun. Talking to you by myself. Ian Edwards, 1.